This episode is brought to you by Netflix. Hold your carriage horses and tighten those corsets. Bridgerton is back. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Has Penelope truly pushed aside her feelings for Colin? Will Colin realize his feelings before another suitor takes Penelope's hand? And will Penelope's secret identity as famed gossip writer Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? This gentle reader can't wait to find out. Watch part one of Bridgerton now, only on Netflix. Hello, and welcome back to the You Up podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. It is so good to be back here with you, Jordana. Virtually, we're doing a, a, a virtual taping this week. Um, I'm down in good old Boca for a hot second. Um, it's good to see you. How are you? I'm good. I know I know you're in Boca when I see those that chair color. That's like a lime yeah. green chair behind you the lime green chairs the very florida look yeah i'm here yes um excited for you to be there um this episode we're recording a week ahead so by the time this airs it will it already your birthday aka the worst day of the year will have already passed do you have any big birthday plans we have gotten over the hump of the worst day of the year so (laughs) can only go up from uh, here it honestly it can only that's i think that was kind of your point of the if we go back are we gonna play it this episode was our plan to play the 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 recap if we could play it now i it was so much (laughs) one of the funniest things that's ever happened just uh, unprompted jordana goes into a whole what day day is this airing i said (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) isn't it the worst day february 21st so that's my birthday if you're out there and now I have people that reach out to me. They're like, I have my birthday on the worst day of the year or my wow. dad or my mom. So we've we've we started a Facebook group um, <laughs> <laughs> where we're, we, we interact. We, we have a community that we're building. But I, I'm not a, I told you at the end of two episodes ago. Yeah, I'm genuinely not a birthday person. Birthdays. Um, they do make me reflect. I would say I get in my. In my feels, so to speak, I have I am I better than a year ago? Worse? Where do I stand? Um, How are you feeling I, this year? Um, I don't know yet. I, I, like I haven't I, faced. I, 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 I haven't gotten to the worst. I haven't been into, through the worst day of the year. And I think your whole point of the worst day of the year is like now we're like from February twenty first on, we lift out of winter. Like I saw a yes. meme the other day that was like, it was like, hey, for anyone who needs this. 36 days until the sun sets at seven o'clock and which is a funny meme and 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 just the idea that like we're just trying to get back to a daytime that has daytime and so I do I do agree with that like what it feels like you get to March you start going oh hey March you know like Like, I can as soon as you can start like removing layers like you don't need every single layer when you leave your home. Like you could just yes. maybe like have like, even if you, even if I could just go with like a jacket instead of like two sweatshirts, yeah. I think it as would be we, a, a more pleasant experience. S- totally agree. And as we saw with the Super Bowl halftime, light jacket and a t-shirt is it. Uh, every dude, everybody was wearing light jacket and a t-shirt. I'm, I'm in for that game. I like that. I like that look. And that helps as a, broad-shouldered man that angles me out a little bit so i'm happy for this fashion movement that's happening <laughs> it's made for you <laughs> yeah um how are you what's going on with you um i'm good i was in nashville for work last last week which was exciting 
I saw. Is there like a Betches Nashville coming? What is, there's a, was, there's there's something exciting coming. I can't I can't ooh. I'll tell I'll tell you about it per, privately, but I, we can't fully uh, <laughs> let the the public know. But it will be out very soon, and it is, it is something I think our audience in particular is going to be really excited about. I'm already excited. I think Nashville and Betch is a perfect, uh, a dream combo, whatever it may be. And also, I this is the, consider this the Instagram post previewing the Instagram post that people do. Do you ever, yes. you ever see that when someone's like, something oh, exciting I got- is coming? <laughs> Get ready, as if we're all sitting there like, ooh, right. oh, I, I guess I'll I'll start holding my breath now for whenever you post about it. <laughs> I must it. know what what the what uh, what the launch is. That's probably not going to affect me at all. <laughs> Yeah, I can't wait to hear about your multi-level marketing company that you're starting. Yeah. Yes, I'm now going to be hawking um, skincare products <laughs> online. That's the big. Um, Listen, if we know anything about surprise. if we know anything about batches, we know that it's going to be great, and the people and you, nobody knows their audience better than you guys. You guys know exactly how to hit them. As, and this is my second time using the statement in the feels. Man, I feel so young. <laughs> I'm 37 and I'm using these hot TikTok lingo. Wow. Um, is that what the, is that the lingo in the, see, at least I, you know what the lingo is. <laughs> I, I actually might be late on this one. It might be, <laughs> this, it might be I, over I by this they, point. Yeah. It's like on fleek. Yeah, I, on fleek in the fields. <laughs> I, I think sus is big now and I like slaps. sus. I like sus in the same way we both like, um, What's the one that we were Despy? talking about before? Despy. Like yes. I like I am a fan of any abbreviation. Totes abbrev everything on perp bro. And I I but I I hate slaps. slaps. Anytime like it slaps. Yeah. Any and I listen, if you're 22 saying I could agree. It, it's, I'm it cool sounds with you. weird. Yeah. When I hear someone around my age say, "Oh man, this egg white omelet slaps. It's like, <laughs> no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It's You're just eating good. Something. Yeah, it's just good. And you ordered an egg white omelet because you have bad cholesterol because you're the age that knows about your cholesterol. So cut it out. You know, like it's yes, a, it's over for them. Yeah, it, we're that's past the, the point of being allowed to be a part of like the cool jargon. I'm okay with that. That's the part of aging I like the most that I, you know, that's the birthday moment I appreciate. I I can go, I'm 37. I don't know this shit. You know, like I'm out. It's okay. I agree. I think that all the, every time I, I scroll through TikTok, I feel that that way it's like i'm one i feel like a little bit like do i know what's going on but then i'm also kind of like i don't need to know what's going on it's okay and i'm happy for them for knowing what like i'm not one of those that like everything's stupid if i don't know about it no good for you i i need you people to be doing these things like i listened i actually i'll give a listen i i'm 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 touting the the betches brand today i listened to the first episode of bad vibes what did you think loved it Loved it. Um, I loved the banter between the two hosts, um, Talia and Amber, right? That's their name. Alexis. I, 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 Alexis. <laughs> okay. we'll, we'll cut that. <laughs> cut that. Hold on. <laughs> I, lo- I love the banter between the two hosts, um, Amber and Alexis. Talia um, and Alexis. <laughs> oh, fuck. Hold on. 
<laughs> now maybe I should, sound maybe old. We, maybe we should keep it down. <laughs> uh, that, yeah, keep that. Tiffany I, I like them. I don't. Listen, I've never met them in person. <laughs> it's okay. I've, I've followed them both on Instagram. I, I'm old. I'm old. I'm an old man. I'm 37. I don't know this uh, shit. Now we have to keep this. Yeah, okay, Talia to and Alexis. I'm a fan of their interactions. I, I liked being... I liked listening in and not knowing some of the stuff and Googling some of the things they were talking about. Um, I, 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 I was a fan. So if anyone's looking for an extra podcast, I listen, I, I have no reason. I, I, I was just interested to see what it was like. Let's see what the kids are talking about these days. And exactly. I, I think every, everyone here gets subscribed. I, I, I love to hear It's really funny. It's funny. And I loved hearing about, the insular world of TikTok stardom, so to speak. Like, yes, they, yeah, and and they weren't really the the whole thing about mutuals. How I didn't know that was as big a deal on TikTok as it is. Neither did I. I mean, again, it's like a whole other world. It's also just interesting to hear perspective of someone of people who grew up when influencer was a real job, like in college. Like, yes, influencer is a job. Like. When we were in college, no one was an influencer. You had Facebook, no, and that's it. There was, and there was nothing. Yeah, there was nothing that I made fun of more than starting a blog. Yes, I guess that was the only equivalent. But no one was like real. I mean, I guess I did start a blog in college. Yeah. <laughs> it's now, like now, the company that yeah. creates this podcast. If I want to, sure. uh, yeah. Well, so I was. You were probably making fun of me. Um, but generally speaking, blogs were not, you didn't have like true, like fame from blogs. No one was sending you shit. Cause you really had like a blog, especially if it wasn't, there weren't like so many well, blogs that you knew about. But, but that's the thing. Yours. I wouldn't make fun of. I'd make fun of the person that thought they were going to be yours. Like, <laughs> like the idea of like micro blogger, like there's micro influencers. Now there's people that have like a side hustle of yeah influencing that like exists so like there's a there's a fuller economy so to speak and 100 yeah. like there would be someone that's like we're not gonna do bitches we're gonna do uh fucks you know <laughs> but, you know like like there would be other that and it, it was a punchline at a certain point and now yeah you're totally right it's a different outlook so to speak right where it's kind of like it's a viable job if you could be good at yes. it and you can start it in college you can start it whenever and like mm-hmm it's just weird. It must be weird to be in college and have people around you who were like internet famous and like not a small amount of them necessarily. Yeah, I guess there's some form of depression that could come from that. I could see that where you feel like you're falling behind. I could also see where it creates an opening. Like I do believe zigging while people are zagging. Like if you're a finance person, there's less people with their eye on the prize. You know, like, yeah, you know, get rid of them. You know, I don't have to deal with them. I can go you know, apply for jobs and someone's going to go, I'm going to start my where to eat food in New York TikTok account, <laughs> you know, like, you know, yes, but, a brilliant it, and innovative uh, idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think anyone's doing that. So yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, it was, it's, it's a fun listen. I, a bad, I, this is a very good commercial I think for them, but it's one of those things. I think of this with podcasts, like we're here for you when you need us. Like, Sometimes people come up to me, they're like, oh, it's been a while since I'm listening. I'm like, yeah, I can, that doesn't, 
Like, uh, of course, I, right. but I want, that's why I want you subscribed so that there'll be a night where you can't fall asleep and Jay and Jay are here. And there'll be a night, uh, a Sunday where it's raining out and you're like, I just want to go like get, you know, get away from Listen my own someone thoughts. else's problems. Yeah. Yeah. We're here. So, I mean, this is, uh, let me take this commercial for bad vibes and turn it into a commercial for us. Get subscribed. Send this show to a friend. Let people know. You don't know when they're going to need this. Relationship, single, married, everyone. I've been meeting our fans. It is so amazing. I, 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 every like, walk of life, every relationship status. I love the, the range that we have. Everybody. Everybody. And I got to say thank you to everyone who's come out to shows. I was in California for what felt like seven years. And it was, um, it was truly amazing to meet Do you recycle all the people. Now? <laughs> I know. I, I <laughs> I'm still out on recycling. Yeah. Believe me, I, I see how they clean the streets there. Don't worry. I, I I think that they got their own problems other than recycling. But I Fair. I will say, um, the people that came out. I'm I'm putting up more and more stand up, like little pieces, um, of kind of crowd work during the shows. The Sacramento, show, the the Hollywood show was great. The Oxner, Brea, all those were great. The Sacramento shows. It was. We had some great moments in the crowd that I'm. I'll be putting out on social media. But um, otherwise, I'm, I'm, I got some other stuff coming up. San Francisco is almost sold out. So get those tickies. Pittsburgh, Omaha, Salt Lake City, Kansas City, Denver, Columbus, Newark, uh, Nashville, Dayton, Albany. I'm also going to be doing a couple of opening gigs. Um, I just found out in April. I'm going to be open for my my buddy Burt Kreischer, who's like a mega, mega dude. Like, he's he's so funny. And if anyone doesn't follow Burt, Burt's unbelievable. Um, I just taped a podcast at his house, and he couldn't have been nicer. Was he the he's so much in the fun. van? No, Burt doesn't live in the van. No. <laughs> <laughs> I did I did a guy's <laughs> van podcast, which is even more eye-opening. That's very living. LA. That sounds very L.A. This is actually crazy. I So the Sacramento shows, there was a guy that contacted me. His, his name's Nick. He's got a Nick's Van Cast. That's his podcast. It, okay. And he, he's got a great show, and he's got this beautiful van like that he built out. He, he, he got built out. Like, and okay. So I guess does he, the show does he use it for Uber also? It, well, that's the thing. He, it's like his summer home. He has a job. <laughs> <laughs> we gave him... <laughs> we gave him an, an a dating app makeover. He's a listener of this podcast. Oh, He's amazing. a really good guy. So I, yeah, we gave him a dating app makeover. He he goes, you told me to take off the hat. That's the people, hat guy? Shut up. That's the hat guy. Wow. Not the okay. LA hat guy, a different hat guy. Wow, we must tell, we must bully a lot of people into taking off their hats. Yeah, we, <laughs> well, this guy, he, he's still wearing the hat, but it, he's, he's taking it off more, I think. Nick was a really nice guy and he, he basically was like, he contacted me, hey, can you do my podcast? It's new. I've listened forever. And I was like, hey, man, if you, he goes, and I do it from my van. I was like, okay, you're going to pull your van up to, to my hotel? Fine. I'll do oh it. My God. You know, like, the this is the, the perks of being a man. If someone said, just come to my van and we'll record my <laughs> podcast, I would like file a police report. Right? Right? <laughs> just get in my van. Well, <laughs> that's. <laughs> That's like That's my home. <laughs> I use it for weekends. Yeah. I go yeah. travel to Mountain He's Cliffs. He's like, just get in my van. You're like, what time? Yeah, what time? I'll be there. Down. <laughs> so I, I, I set it all up. 
uh, to go meet with him on Saturday. He's going to come to the show Saturday night. I get to the show on Thursday in Sacramento, the opener. This other guy, Alec, who's super funny. Um, and he, I posted Alec on my Instagram a bunch. He's a very funny comic. He goes, yeah, man, thank you for having me open. Because he was also going to film the shows. That's why I have all these clips. Okay. And he, and he goes, yeah, you know, I live in my van. And I was like, what? A different goes, van guy? A different van guy. <laughs> I, I go, I go, what do you mean you live in your van? I go, am I doing a podcast with you, Saturday? He goes, no. I go, am I dealing <laughs> with two van guys? This is, is this like an LA thing? It must be. So I think it's a, more of a California thing because, well, Alec really lives in his van. Alec okay. is living a, di- it was very much haves, haves, nots with Alec and Nick. The Nick with the podcast, it's a summer home. He got the van built by a van company. Alec did it all by hand. I mean, you look in, I, I looked into both vans, and it was like, oh Alex, God. I was like, dude, if I was hungover, every hangover, I'd be like, I need to rethink my life. <laughs> this shit has gone wrong. <laughs> I mean, like, this makes me think the housing shortage is really worse than I thought it was. Well, I, well, <laughs> this is a, I think these people are dealing with different housing shortages than you're seeing. Uh, <laughs> in Westchester County? <laughs> and yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> they, oh I God. mean, it is, I guess, it, well, if you go, I, I'm on TikTok and sometimes I get onto van <laughs> TikTok. So I know it as a romanticized thing. And then you get to see kind of, you know, the under the hood, pun intended, Right. And you see how these people actually live. And like, it's so funny. Like, you know, I mean, Alec had a had a a rod set up for his shirts to be hung up like next to wow. where he sleeps. And like Alec, the the one who was taped the shows and is a comic and very funny. He looked into Nick's van and he goes, "Whoa!" the first thing he said, he goes, whoa, your bed goes across. That's a big deal. And I was like, <laughs> what? I was like, what? He goes, your bed, like, I, I go, is that a big deal? He goes, well, my bed goes from front to back. I just sleep because standing Because it can't up. fit. I just lie <laughs> against the, the back wall of the van. That's my bed. <laughs> His name's Alec Parent. Parent, I'm sure it's pronounced, but at Alec Parent. He's a very funny comic, and Nick is Nick underscore Sherelle. And it's the Nick Van Cast. I have so many follow-up questions. I ask so many questions. About, I mean, what do you put as your address? How do you get mail? I'm sure a P.O. box, right? I don't know. Right. The, okay. You're like me. You're like me because I got to Nick's <laughs> podcast. And it went from Nick's Van Cast where he interviews people to me interviewing him. Like, so <laughs> bathroom? What are you? How do you guys shower? Like, So you know the like, 24-hour fitness is like a van person haven for showering? Oh, wow. Okay. Then, I, had, I mean, yeah, really worth the gym membership. Right. Well, they were like, yeah, it's like eight bucks a month and they're in every city. Like I said the first night to Alec, I go, where do you shower? And he goes, 24-hour fitness. And then I look at Nick. I go, so you, I go showering? Like the first thing I said to him. And he goes, 24-hour shitness. Like he had a nickname for it because they take okay. shits there. Like oh, I was like, this is. If I'm planning fitness, I'm like reevaluating my revenue model, knowing right? <laughs> all these fucking California have... vanners are. Uh... I need a van, a van membership. Seriously.
I'm complaining about van life. I don't even, I don't even, I've never even been in someone's van. I'm already complaining about van life. You're telling Planet Fitness to jack up the prices. You become a landlord in two seconds. Uh, my goal now is to eradicate the the the, the vanners. I'm like the uh, what's the uh, what's the guy from the Simpsons, Mr. Burns. Yeah, you're Mr. Burns. In two seconds, you became Mr. Burns. Yes. <laughs> so California was an eye-opening experience, but it, more importantly, to get off the subject. Just the people that came out. Everyone was so, so fun. Like, I'm doing new material. I'm talking about dating on stage. Dating for our audience is like... Um, our audience is probably the toughest audience to talk about dating because everyone's so interested in just in right. the subject. So it's like, you, you know, you better not miss. So I'm missing a lot, and they're allowing me, quote-unquote, grace. grace. Yes. Yeah, so. Also, thank you guys. I saw. Um, thank you for rating, reviewing, and subscribing. I saw. I told. As I said, I read every single review, and I got. <laughs> we we got a lot of great positive really? five star reviews, and a lot of them were like, "Jordana, this is for you because I know you read them, and I want you to know I do read them. I read all of yours, the ones directed at me, and the ones directed at the podcast as a whole. Thank you. Keep them coming. They, so they're good. I don't. Re I just imagine you at a bookmark. Like, okay, start from where I left off, and then you see the like the new ones. I read all the reviews. I welcome feedback, so I like the reviews. Yes. I find it 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 hones my craft yeah. of saying whatever the fuck I feel like I'm saying. Um, so <laughs> I'm I'm a big fan of feedback, constructive feedback. Um, and also, we got a bunch of DMs. I'm sure you got them too, and emails of people suggesting we call our voicemail. Um, the booty call, which we did yep. think of, um, not to say that the l listeners are, are not original, but I think that booty call connotates a little bit more of like leaving a sexual message, but yeah, that, that was like our, we, 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 yeah, look, uh, we were all on the way. We were all on the same page. Booty call is a great name, but we also, the, our, when we were brainstorm, we write to edit. That's, that's a, yes. that's a motto of mine, right? To edit. And Booty Call, I agree with you. It, it, it's too sexual when this is a dating, relationships, and sex works into that, uh, of course. But we're looking for a name that can encapsulate all of that. Um, but the hotline is already a hit. Yes, it is. We are getting a lot, a lot of voicemails. Love that everyone is, is into this. And we're going to play some. We're going to play one in today's episode and one in our Sunday special. Um, and again, if you want to call and leave us a voicemail, just uh, in case this isn't obvious, if you leave us a voicemail and we choose it, it will be aired on the show. So if you have a super recognizable voice and you're not into that, <laughs> just know that. Um, and if you're proud and excited to do that, so are we. So leave us your number, leave us your voicemail. It's 212-589-8903. We'll put that in the description as well. Yeah. And you don't have to give us your number. Some people are so used. To, did you hear that? Yes, I did. That was we'll crazy. Cut it out. We're not gonna yeah, we'll, that, we'll cut it worry. out. But <laughs> someone left a voicemail, and they like when they got done, they're like, "And you can get back to me." Like they were in voicemail cadence. So like, and you can get back to me at two one two. You know, I was like, no, no, no. Like I wanted to be like, stop. You don't have yes. to do this. But don't worry, guys. When we get your voicemails, it says the number, your number, like on the thing that we have. So if we did really want to reach you, we'd be able to. You don't have to leave us your number, even though we will never get back to you. <laughs> or maybe on the podcast. Exactly. 
Nothing gives me naked confidence like really nailing a tough workout. There's a real sense of power that comes from pushing your body to its limits and conquering it like a champ. But a very close second, Lumi Whole Body Deodorant. It's the game-changing whole body deodorant for those who love feeling confident from head to toe. And you up listeners can now receive a special offer. New customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code and link. Use code UUP at LumiDeodorant.com. L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. Making sure that I smell good is like one of my top things to feel confident. If I'm scared that I might be like having an odor, that is going to totally throw off my confidence. So I love Lumi so I can feel confident that I'm smelling fresh every day. Lumi is seriously safe to use anywhere on your body. Yes, anywhere. It's baking soda free, paraben free, and pH balanced for safe use below the belt. Lumi is formulated and powered by mandelic acid to stop odor before it starts. More like a pre-odorant. It's clinically proven to block odor all day and control odor for up to 72 hours. Choose from a variety of bright scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, or toasted coconut. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like mini body wash and deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for our listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code UUP for 15% off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's code UUP at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. What do we talk about today? Today's a fun subject. Uh, what, do, what are we talking about? Today we are talking about the Tinder swindler. We're doing a little pop culture deep dive as Absolutely. we've been doing lately. And I think they're a lot of fun. So I'm excited to yes. to get into this. I guess we'd call it a documentary-ish. I would call it a documentary. It's definitely a documentary. I. It doesn't... Well, I want to hear your thoughts. How How did you watch the Tinder swindler? Uh, who did you watch it with? Set the scene for how you watched it because I think that also matters. Yes. I watched it with Mike. It was a Friday night. We had no plans. Yeah. Um, and we put it on while we were playing some games, sort of like thinking it was just going to be like a background show. And it started off yeah. kind of slow. And I was like, is this going to be stupid? Because there's just like this girl who sounds a little dumb who's just talking about how like she wants her romance to be a fairy tale. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, where is this going? And Mike was like, this is kind of boring. And then we kind of like let it go. And then it really started to pick up. I'm so happy you Once said Once there that. was a private plane involved. <laughs> <laughs> private plane? Did you what? say? What? Uh, <laughs> excuse me? Um, no, I'm happy you said that because I felt like I so I watched it with my mom. Okay. Because my, my dad was like playing cards. So I was like, you want to watch this Tinder Swindler? And she's like, yeah. So we started watching, and my mom, within three minutes, uh, she legit goes, this person's stupid. This is stupid. What's happening? Is this a movie? Are we going to watch this? Like, if you think I'm yelling at the TV, my mom is like, (laughs) she was like, and not even looking up. And and I agreed with her, but I was like, I got to push through. We're talking about this on the podcast. And I I didn't like how it started. I think it started poorly. Yes. And now in retrospect, I saw what they were doing because the Tinder Swindler, to explain to anyone, if you haven't watched it yet, it's a documentary about a guy who is meeting women on Tinder and then basically putting them into debt by stealing money from them because he convinced them that he was a billionaire and that he was being chased by, you know, um, his enemies, his enemies. And he found a way to convince them to hand to take loans out for him and send him cash and then he would just 
not pay them back and because they were using their passport information and sending him his passport information and they were giving him all their information under the guise of I met a great guy over Tinder. Um, he never got really, I mean, spoiler alert also. Right. The whole thing is kind of a spoiler. It's in yeah, the name. The name is the spoiler, just so everyone. The knows. name is the spoiler, but he he also never really gets put away in a way that you think he should, based on the amount of money he's stolen from. These right, people. he's out already, and I guess the idea behind that is that all of these people sort of like did so. To me, I guess they did so willingly, right? Yes. No one they, like he didn't like he didn't like break into an account. Like everything was like with the knowledge of the person. They were obviously under the impression that they would be paid back, yes. but. You know, it, it would. It, so, but uh, that, but that was the thing in the beginning when it starts out, and I I understand a documentary is a piece of art. It's not. It's like a reality show. There are writers. You know they. So what I kind of felt bad for was they were like, and I'm not trying to sound like I'm some sort of hero, but they were like basically the, the first woman they paint her as. I'll do anything for love. Yes. I will do anything. I don't care who I meet on Tinder. I have over a thousand matches and any amount of lies I will believe as long as there's a marriage coming at the end of this. Didn't it feel like that? Yeah. I mean, that's the perfect target for someone who wants to take advantage of you is the person who is just like desperate, who's playing with scared money, who's desperate. Yes desperately looking for love and that's not to see it's even meant necessarily as an insult it's just like she basically says it herself like i have this dream of this fairy tale romance and she, i think she uses that mm. term a, a few times um and you know she references I was, beauty and the beast yes exactly and then when she meets him she's like if you have that attitude especially if you're like everyone out there is kind of terrible but i'm looking for this fairy tale romance for the perfect guy then she meets him and she's like, oh, my God, this is so rare. I'll never find a guy like yeah. this who will treat me like this. And I think that is what makes it. That's why to me, that's the psychology of why she keeps opening more and more bank accounts. You know, she does feel when she meets him like, oh, my God, here is like the perfect guy. It's actually working out. He's actually interested in me. And she's thinking about it from his perspective of like how he feels about her. He's actually interested in me. And he has a private jet. Um, and you know what I mean? And has clear, it seems like he has a ton of money and this is too good to be true. So like, I cannot lose this guy. Like I need to do whatever it takes to make sure that I still have this guy because it's so scary and kind of defeating out there that I think she's like, okay, well, like if he wants, I don't want to rock the boat. If he needs a loan and he's asking me for a favor and he's already paid for all this stuff, like, yeah, like I don't want to break up with him like this. I'm so, I feel so lucky to have finally found someone. And she also has an element, especially in the beginning, where she's like, this is an adventure. Like, it showed all the worst parts of dating apps that kind of, all the worst things a dating app plays to in your brain. Like, the, the lottery ticket win or you yeah. lose. And, and then it's like, also that I'll take an extra chance because... When else am I going to do this? Of course I'll go on the private jet. We're at the Four Seasons having coffee. Like, you know, it, it's like a, she even writes in one of her texts. I don't know if they were real texts to her friends, but it was like, YOLO. 
And it's like, (laughs) it's like nothing on a dating app is even medium in the way she put it. And it's like, I do understand. I did understand her from like a human level, like where she was coming from with all this, even though it sounded kind of bad because a lot of the people I'm, you know, I'm trying, I'm watching the, the movie and I'm also listening to like, you know, the feedback from, you know, the, the Twitter verse from, from you, from, you know, my mom, from other people I heard from was just like, you know, being like these, uh, saying the women seemed kind of stupid and dim. And I'm like, no, but I kind of saw how this could happen. Totally. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's also just funny. I totally agree with you that, 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 it's it's gradual too. It's not like he meets them and the next day asks. He sets himself. Yeah. He's like good at this, and he didn't just do well, it to one person. So clearly he's skilled at it. It wasn't like he just well, got away with it once with one. That's the, <laughs> seemingly dumb person. That's the thing about someone like this is, it's called the Tinder Swindler because that's a great name. It's a man taking advantage of desperate women to get married because that's a sexy kind of story, but. We do get to a part where they they put out uh, an article about this guy to like basically defame him or I don't know what yeah. the word is to to make him look bad so that no anyone who matches with him they have to Google and they'll see that he's this con man this- and then they play voicemails from like not just women it's like older men who hired him as a babysitter that like he stole <laughs> money from them and like. And and like he was uh, his older his driver that he had called in yeah. like this is a con man like yes. it's not just this isn't his it, this is a taste of what he does but he does it all across the board he just cons since and since he was eighteen since he's been sixteen yeah I mean this is his professional job this is how he makes a living this is uh yeah. do you know what I mean it's not a it's not a casual thing to him it's clearly something no. that he's become pretty skilled at and it's funny to the even as much as I've seen from this show on Twitter or, or TikTok or anything still wasn't as much as the West Elm Caleb thing and it's funny because <laughs> like West Elm Caleb right. gets accused of being like a love bomber and it's like that's not love bombing this is love bombing Yes. Like in the yes. in the actual clinical sense of the word, love bombing is like a like intensive, like fake over like overloading of like affection or attention mm. in order to get something from someone. It's not the best on Caleb thing is just like someone just kind of like saying shit <laughs> that they don't well, necessarily mean. It's almost it's it's we've talked about this on past episodes to so relate it to like dating in general, like. You have to be wary, but you have to be romantic. You have to be a cynical optimist. Like it's like, yes. and, and there's degrees to everything. Like this guy, Tinder Swindler was having this woman go look for apartments for them to go live together at $14,000 a month. And then telling them we're going to have our babies here after like a month, after a month. And West Elm Caleb is saying, here's a fun playlist and sending it to 10 different people. Like, <laughs> Like right. there are degrees to all these things, but it's like I heard this expression the other day, but it's like if you kill a frog by heating the water little by little, you, you know, you don't notice that there's that. Right. I don't know what the saying is, but that's kind of what they get into. But not that any of us are unable to get duped by a professional con person, but also, 
you know, it's just, it's not all, you know, like, it, it, a lot of people were blaming these women for being like gold, gold diggers. diggers or something. Yeah. And, and I was like, I don't believe that at all. Like, that's the, to me, the person that calls these women gold diggers is like the least confident, most self-conscious person in the world. They just hate the idea that no one would like them for their money. So they're mad at anyone who would be whisked away because they're going on vacations that are vacations that I have never seen. Like I've never gone to the South of France and been on a yacht or been to Mykonos. Like he is doing things that would hypothetically sweep you off your feet and make you think, wow, I I can't believe I'm dating the son of a billionaire. You know, like I, I understand that. Yeah. And it's not to say he's not, I'm sure he's pretty charming because I don't think that like the money alone would do it. And also I would say they're the opposite of a gold digger. They're lending him money. Like yeah. who who's truly only interested in money when the person they're with says they're out of money. Can you give me some would, would be doing that. I guess the idea, the reason they're giving him money, I guess the idea is that like he has so much that he'll pay me back and I'll be married to the guy. After nine needs, loans. <laughs> I, yeah. Well, the ninth loan, she should, you know, that, that's right. where it gets a little ridiculous. Yeah. I, I don't know. It was, it's an interesting case study on what, in, an extreme case study at what dating apps do to you and the phone, not just the dating app, like the way they interacted over the phone. And he says, uh, like, I, I it made me kind of get, a, I got, men, I don't believe men get the ick, but I got the ick for like cell phone communication. Voice notes. <laughs> I mean, yeah. voice notes like the here's the thing what he did. And, and they're all like all these women, they have this like amazed reaction to, oh, my God. While I was at home thinking I had a boyfriend, he's off in Norway with another girlfriend. And, uh, and I'm funding his Mykonos trip with his girlfriend. Yeah, <laughs> that would that would be the most infuriating part to me almost. Like to find out not not just that they like took the money but they were using it to entertain other yes. women. <laughs> yeah. It, that would enrage me too. I I yes. and she even says like the last woman who kind of pulls one over on him and and is our kind of hero. She's like really put like really can't believe the or no, no no maybe it's the second woman who's like I can't believe this I'm not gonna eat this dinner that I now know is being paid for by other people it's coming from money of someone else like the thing that I notice and I notice this about my own dating life and with the the apps is this belief in that we're dealing on the same time like this guy was texting 10 different women at once. His job was to text all these women and keep the money coming in. So if you, texting with someone we have, I, I, to me, the takeaway from this is like anything over text is not dating. That's not right. forming a relationship. That's you're dealing with something that could be copied and pasted. And I'm not saying that to scare anyone. I'm saying that to like, if you're not getting the in-person interactions that you feel are necessary, the texting ones are not making up for that. Right, because also the in-person interactions, but I think he only they only met each other like twice or something. The in-person rea- interactions, and that goes for not just the Tinder swindler, but like literally anyone that you meet in the city on an app. Those are things that you actually have to give up something to do. You have to give yes. up your time. You have to spend a little money. 
It's like yes. you have to look at someone in the eye. Like they're not things that you could do un- in an unlimited capacity because they are in real life and they require you to sacrifice something. So this guy's move was his first move was to meet on Tinder. He'd say, meet me for coffee at one of the nicest hotels in town. Five star. <laughs> Five star hotel. And then he would say, I got to go, but you should come with me and bring the person on a private jet somewhere else. That was his move. And what the people said was, they were like, now you trust him more because you see the jet, you see the private security, you see the kid, you see his ex who trusts him. He had, and and it's like, this is, and it made me think of, and and I'm always trying to relate this to like real world, like, because this isn't real world. This is a very extreme case. Yes. But it made me think of the women that write us and go, our first date was an eight hour date. And it's like, no, you went on one date. Yes. One date, not one eight hour date, because that person on the other side might not be thinking of it as an eight. Maybe they are. Maybe they hold eight hours in regard. But going out once and going on one private jet with a guy and seeing one security guard doesn't mean the second one is going to be great or they can do the good third one or they can do the good three months or the good one year or the good marriage. It just doesn't mean that. It's a many different instances. Yeah, you definitely need a lot. I mean, it would be a good, it could say, you could say it seemed like a good start. I don't think you, again, yeah. like to walk that line of optimism, cynical optimism. Um, you could say, yeah, our first date lasted a while. Like, it seemed like we were both really into it. And that, you know right. what I mean? Like, there's there's a way to like, like classify, because I, I think it's okay to get excited about someone, right? And that's I what totally I would, agree. you know what I mean? Like, I would like to, to, for dating to still have that sense of like, this felt like it felt really good for both of us. And it seemed like all the, the signs point that they enjoyed it too. Well, right? No, I, I, I agree with what you're saying. I just think it's like, we're almost convincing ourselves of these stories. Like, I just think of that. What, she had one private jet experience. So she's like, he must be really a billionaire. And it's like, you have one eight hour date. So he must be looking for something real. And it's like, right. I, to me, there was parallels, you know, and it's like, I think there's a difference between saying we had an eight hour date. It was the best of my life. And it was a fun first date. Both. Yeah. Those are two different. Those are the same date, different vibe, you know, like, right. same day, different a, exp- definition. It was a fun first date is the most healthy reaction you can have to what you saw as a good date. Because yeah. it was the perfect date is obviously like looking more into it like it was or yeah, it was okay. It was good. It was good, but he's probably not going to call. It's like the opposite end of the spectrum of like totally negative. You know I what agree. I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. We, we had fun, but he probably has other people. It's like, no, fucking live in the romantic. Be, you know, be Cinderella kind of, you know, like I, right. I it's like, yeah, it's exciting when a guy wants to move in with you after a month, but also like maybe meet his parents first. Maybe, like, yeah. go on a third date first. <laughs> it, it, yeah, and, like, let's have them, have the person do the things they say we should do before you go, oh, he said he wants to go on a trip. Like, I, I don't know, it, to me, it was, it was interesting to watch that they all had the same experience and made the same assumptions based off of the one thing. Like, oh, he must be a billionaire – I've Googled them. I've seen a website. And listen, I'm not trying to let these people off the hook. I'm just more saying like, 
we're here to create better buyers, you know, where you go and, and create reasonable expectations. Like, I yeah. would need to go on three private jet trips to be to be convinced of this private jet status. And I would have a lot more questions about what's going on. Right. I would have a lot more questions about what's going on before, especially before I got to the place where I was taking out a loan to lend someone money. I would mm. have to know a lot more about, like, who the enemies are and what the enemies are doing and like I don't even I'm trying to think if there's well, a, if there is a scenario where I would take out a loan for someone that I'm dating well it, it did there's a gendered factor to this that I kept thinking of and I don't know how bad this sounds but I was like is this like is a man more protective of getting you know the gold digger background you know the real gold digger is this guy I mean, yeah. he's <laughs> taking gold, you know, he's taking money from these women. They Ponzi don't have scheme. money, but but they have access to credit, lines of credit. So he sees every woman as an opportunity to gold dig. So he's the gold digger. Right. I I think I think men are way more protective of too good to be true when it comes to certain aspects of dating than maybe women are sometimes. You think? I feel like men are e more easily sexually manipulated, though. If Way you're like, if you have a lot of money, but you don't have that much like social. Yeah, you know I think I mean? you're right about. You're definitely right about that. I guess, I guess no. I guess what I was trying, what I was thinking is like, I don't think men are relationship-wise manipulated. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, I don't like, think of a woman's like, and we're gonna move in together. He's not gonna be like, here's my line of credit. He's gonna be like, gone. But if she's like, oh, like if you pay for the tables at Mykonos, like maybe you're gonna get lucky tonight. Or yeah, like, that's true. You know what I mean? I feel like it's just it's easier to dangle and men dangle the relationship, and women, I could see a, a female con artist dangling like a sexual experience. Well, you're right. I, I guess the I guess the reason that there was like a lot of like men calling these these actual victims gold diggers is because the way they were manipulated is just not a very male way to be manipulated. It, it, if it was this guy being like, "I'll give you some, I'll go down on you for a line of credit," then we'd be like, "Oh, I get it." Yeah, no, I would. I mean, that would never happen, though. That's just very funny. Like, women, I think, like, if, if to give women more credit, like, would never be. So, I don't. I can't think of a woman who's no. like a man is like dang, dangled, like having sex with her. Like, she's desperately wants to have sex, and he's like, "Yeah, I'll go down on you." <laughs> like yeah. you just said, like, I don't think that would happen. So I think they're no, both. It, I think we're both easily manipulate or or prone to manipulation. Um, yes. If the right thing is is put the, there. This just wasn't the flavor of manipulation for me that, you know, when I was, you know, the, when you're watching this, but you're, you're right. You don't see a lot of women that are like, I lost my house because I was digmatized, you know, but I did end up enjoying watching it. I, I can't believe he's not in jail. Um, I, I just was, it, it, it kind of showed, I can't believe. The other thing I couldn't believe, and I texted you this earlier, is that there was no, and some documentaries do this and some don't, but the documentary never contacted the match group or Tinder or whoever owns Tinder to be like, or to have an answer from them. I don't understand why they have no, there's no call to action for like, you know, 
and this is kind of what we talked about with the with the West Elm Caleb is like every all of us are just fighting about this and tearing each other apart and like no one goes for the the venues that kind of allow for this like there's no mental health tests on dating apps anyone can join I don't even think you have to show a license I don't think you know like I mean where, where a- is the oversight there would be it would be great to create an app where you had to have a background check and the people yeah you know I mean like there are probably people who are against that too just saying that that you know stigmatizes people who you know have had bad life experiences or something do you know what I mean maybe so but like that people do background checks for jobs you know I I, I don't and some would say well that's why like Raya exists they do you have to apply you know but I, I don't know if checking your Instagram is the same as a background check. <laughs> I don't either. I mean, these women checked this guy's Instagram and they thought he was the son of a billionaire, but he just yeah. put himself and he just photoshopped himself with some old guy, you know, so so funny. But I, I do think, you know, to take it back to the West Elm Caleb thing, who's like kind of a more real example, like no dating app can see like we have the technology to see if you're a robot when you sign into like whatever website we don't have the technology to see if someone's screen, you know, copying and pasting 20 times to 20 different women, the same playlist. Like that's the thing. Like, and everyone goes after this one guy to me who is one guy who listen, made mistakes. And I don't think is, you know, I I think that people went too far with him to be honest, but nobody goes for the apps and says, where's the change? Here's why. If you do something wrong on like Venmo or Uber or Lyft, they kick you off like right away. Mm-hmm. If you put the wrong credit card in there or the credit card, you know, it doesn't work or something like that. I know so many people have been kicked off Uber or Lyft or um, Venmo, especially not so many people, a decent amount. <laughs> but here there's money at stake for these companies, right? Yeah. So if they're abusing the app in a way that isn't kosher, they get kicked off. On the apps, it's kind of like there's no financial incentive for the companies to be regulating this or to be kicking people off who create multiple accounts or figuring out a way to detect those people. And I think until unless there, if there was, they would be on it. You yeah, know? I guess. Well, the, the financial incentive comes in creating a new app where these things are built in and you have to pay to get on it. And then you make money because of the protection of the app. Right, because it does like a thorough background check because not anyone, because it's more exclusive or because it weeds out sure. certain kinds of people. And there's probably is money in that. I'm sure there's some app that claim it does or at least claims to do that. But listen, there was there's money in having texts that disappear. You know, Mark Cuban has a whole app that people use to, you know, that is a safer way to text. You know, that's like a it's like a business version of, you know, Snapchat, so to speak. So interesting. Yeah, I, like I think it's called something dust or I, I don't know. I I remember him like being a big proponent of it, but it's like, yeah, I, I guess, you know, who knows? I, I What did you think overall of the Tinder swindler? Overall, I thought it was very entertaining. Um, yeah. I like the juxtaposition. I mean, and entertaining in like obviously like a messed up way because like there are people who sure. are victims of this person. <laughs> lives um, are ruined. <laughs> yes, lives are ruined. I mean, it was like, it did make me feel sad the extent that these women would go to feel like, again, like the hope, the hope, the, the like sad part to me was like the letdown of the hopefulness 
of these women mm-hmm. that they had like found, they had finally found him. And I think that like there's that spoke, speaks to me about like the desperation in dating apps or the feeling that a lot of women have um, when they're dating of like, and this could, this doesn't have to be lending a guy a ton of money, but it could just be like continuing to go out with a guy who's like clearly showing you that they're not taking you seriously or not looking for a serious relationship. And like, you kind of continue to do it because you're like, it could, but it could be, I don't want to rock the boat. And that feeling of like, I don't want to rock the boat to me is the sad part when it stops people from like looking after their own best interests or they, or they fall prey. And obviously not to this extent to someone who doesn't really care about them. Yeah. I, and there was another, there was a thing they said in the beginning of like, the dating app is the best way to meet someone. No, it's the most accessible way. Yes. It's the easiest to pick up the phone and do it. You could swipe right now while listening to this podcast. You can't do you can't meet someone from your toilet unless it's yes. a dating app. So I I I thought it was interesting that they present the dating apps as the best way to meet someone when it's like, no, this is the easiest way to meet someone. So how likely is it that you're going to meet a billionaire's son on a dating app who's going right. to fly you to Mykonos? It's just unlikely. Like, you know, and a lot of this has to do with, like, the dream of the Cinderella tale. And and he played off of that. Yeah. And, I mean, again, I think we talk a lot of shit about dating apps, but I think that, you know, every positive thing comes with its own slew of negative things. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like, like you said, like you're unlikely to meet the son of a billionaire on Tinder who's going to sweep you up your feet. Um, But does it give you access to a lot more people than you might have potentially met otherwise? Yeah. Like there's always perks. It's really just to be out. And again, that's what this show is about. How to be a better buyer. How to like, if you want to, there's nothing wrong with using the apps. In fact, many people meet people on them. If you were going to be on them, here's what to look out for. Here's what you should look for. Here's the best way to use them so unlikely to meet a billionaire very likely to meet a guy around five eight in middle management exactly <laughs> i like there's nothing wrong with that guy that guy's nothing wrong with that not i'm one of those five eight guys and a half <laughs> <laughs> there you go summer is just around the corner so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I'm wearing a Quince sweater literally right now. They make the best cashmere sweaters and they're so well-priced. It's like, honestly, my dream store. I also have an amazing down comforter from them. They cut out the middleman and they really just give you these really, really high quality items that last a long time and that they're at an amazing price point. Quince has amazing items like premium European European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14-karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, so you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash UUP for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash UUP to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash UUP. Let's do some awkward sex. You ready? I'm ready. 
UUP at Betches.com. Send them in. Send them in. This is uh, Hi, J&J. Writing this as a longtime listener. You up with benefits member and while wearing my you up crew neck. Wow. The triple Ooh, threat. Love it. Yes, I am what some may call a super fan. Thank you. I've been searching for a reason to write in, and I think I finally got one. Way back at the tender age of 16, okay, um, I was dating my first ever boyfriend. At the time, I was in my junior year of high school, which is when all my friends started to become more sexually active. Not my friends, okay, but <laughs> I was. we were the late bloomers. Um, I was always the sexually adventurous friend in my group who would be the first to try things out and report back to the group chat. My, hey guys, have you heard of balls? Um, my, <laughs> I've just tried them. They're great. They're great. Well, they're squishy. Uh, my boyfriend and I were young and eager to get at it. We lived close to each other and would hang out as often as possible. I would often go to his parents' house to have dinner. After dinner, our typical routine included venturing to his parents' basement so we could, quote unquote, watch a movie, which really meant get a little frisky. His parents never asked what we were up to, but I assumed they knew what was going on. Well, maybe they knew, but his younger brother, age 11, definitely did not. One night after the usual dinner, we headed downstairs. We started making out and ended up getting completely naked. We were still young and experimenting, and he was very into performing oral sex on me. Well, for some reason, we tried to do it in a way where I was on all fours and he was behind me, which now that I think about it is giving me human centipede vibes. All of a sudden, we heard someone yell out, Ew, why is Patrick licking your butt? (laughs) We were horrified to find out that his 11-year-old brother had snuck downstairs without us knowing to grab a video game and witness this graphic sexual event. My boyfriend at the time tried to reassure him that's not what was happening, but it was too late. After we mustered up the courage to head back upstairs, his parents asked us how the, the movie was, to which we both said, Good. (laughs) wow it tasted like shit (laughs) we then sat in silence for the rest of the evening to this day i still feel very scarred from the event but more so worried that we traumatized his younger brother for years to come we never spoke of this again but it sure did make for a good story to share at the brunch table lol hope you find this as horrid yet funny as i do can't wait to hear the names you come up with love you guys sincerely starting them young what do you think? Um, I mean, lock the door next time. <laughs> uh, the, the, the whole basement door. I mean, that's a tough yeah. one to lock. I guess. Can you lock? I feel like basement doors probably don't really lock. It is funny I mean, that she said that she's like trying new stuff for the group. <laughs> <laughs> bring, it, bring it back notes. notes. So she's like, uh, okay, so we well, got to. Yeah. I, I give this move a five out of ten. <laughs> so we were doing the human centipede and yeah. it's not fun um any door locked in my house would be a issue for my mom not anytime i locked are you kidding me anytime a door is locked in my house it, w- it was like a moth to a flame she would all of a sudden be at the door and be like hello what are you doing why is it locked <laughs> what are you doing what are you locking doors for? It's like, oh, God. Just on you. That's really funny. On me. Yeah. I mean, even to this day, like I, I've been, I'm, I'm here in my parents' house and like I lock the door when I tape the podcast. If I, if they came to the, like, I have to be like, I'm taping the podcast. You need a, that you, is the you need reason. a door anger thing. Like the please do not disturb. <laughs> 
You're right. I'm going to buy one. Uh, what would you call this? Um, I liked Maddie's. She had mm. childhood trauma, basement butt liquor. I had um, Betty Buttkiss. Betty Buttkiss is great. I had the oh, yeah. ass man. Okay. Um, I had the wiper and clean butt club. Nice. I mean, these kids are, these are some, this is some young experimentation. Absolutely. I mean, right? the idea of getting completely naked in a basement scenario, not even a bedroom, and then just like, okay, everyone's going to bear crawl in front of one another is just like a very, but it's right? also like one of those things where you're like, I mean, this is kind of the advice that we've given on this podcast before where it's like, it's nice to like have someone that you like and trust at a young age yeah, I mean, to good for be her. each other's easel to throw your pain at, so to speak. You know, I, yeah. I, I kind of, this, this is the most, this is the way I guess, you know, if you were to have kids that were of a certain age that you would hope they would be safe together and, this is the way you would want them to, you know, figure shit out, I think, right? Yeah, I would probably have to leave condoms in the basement. Uh, uh, I'm not basket. doing that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't I'd know. I'd rather kind of it be in my house. Yeah, like that exactly. parent. <laughs> I might be. I guess we'll see one yeah. day. I guess you don't know until you're there. Yeah. I, yeah. I, even when I read 16, I'm like, oh, I don't know if I want to even read this one. Like. I wonder what the kid, like the younger sibling, like really, like are they going to think back on that like years later or are they going to hold the whole time just think it was something funny? I wonder funny. if they even remember. Like 11? Did you say 11? that time you were age? licking her butt? Yeah, I don't know. Like I don't know if he has put, like at that age do you put two and two together? Like he's saying you're licking her butt. Right now. Have you ever walked in and your parents doing anything? Ooh. I... I walked in once horrified and actually ran out and I <laughs> screaming, s- just screaming, yelling, just sprinted. I haven't like Forrest Gump. I just kept running. Have That's you? Very, uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, it was like not obvious, but it was like, it was like an embrace. I don't know. It was, I was very, it's the kind of thing where I'm like, I'm very young. And like at the time I didn't really think much of it, but then looking back, I'm like, Oh, that's what they were doing. Yeah. I, yeah, now you think back. Right. I remember finding porno. Okay. Like a like a tape, like a VHS. VHS. Yeah, <laughs> and like pressing play, thinking it was like a, a wrestling event because we would get pay-per-view wrestling. And my dad had a friend that he would just always blame shit on. And now okay. I'm realizing everyone needs a throw-under-the-bus friend for their kids. So you grew up just thinking your dad's friend was a pervert, just th- just, just, a, just dropping off like, sexual VHS tapes at his house, like I, <laughs> in reach of his children. Well, back then it makes more sense than now. Like, oh, you got to see this tape. Like, uh, you know, like, you know, forty year old virgin when he's like, oh, boner jams ninety nine. Yes. Like that was a kind of a thing at a certain time. Like sharing things was a thing. Um, but it's so funny. Yeah, he would. Like I remember finding uh, like a uh, a pipe in his car, and he was like, "Oh, that's his." Like and I was like, uh, <laughs> "It's kind of brilliant." My grandma used to do that when she wanted us to behave. She would say like, mm. "She'd say the man says." She'd be like, "The man says you got to get out of the pool now." Like or like the man <laughs> says you you know you've got to 
pick that up off the floor like the man like the man said we, we didn't really know who the man was but sounded the like original, someone it was the original elf on the shelf yes <laughs> We just knew we had to get our shit together, but we never, it was, it wasn't, it almost made it more authoritative. Like she didn't have to be the bad guy. She was like, the man says you better do that. Yeah. Because you create the man in your head and it's someone that has a lot of rules, meaning that they're kind of scary. (laughs) Yeah. It's up up to your own imagination. Exactly. Um, So yeah, that's funny about your dad though. You should ask him about (laughs) about that now. Well, I I know the guy was an easy person. Like, it's funny because it's like, and I do believe this, like, if you're the single guy, it, my, it was my dad's single friend. Oh, wow. So, like, any, okay. <laughs> anything off the table, like, oh, that's a guy without a family, you know, like. You know, like right, we can dump like it all on him. He's depressed. Yeah, there's no kid. Well, there was, yeah, there was no kid to, like, for me to go tell, like, my, well, right. it was like his, his kid was my friend, and I'd be like, hey. Your dad is uh, sending over naked women and pot to my house. Your dad's a, a, a weird dealer of sorts. Jared, do you have any friends with kids? Do you think you're that guy for them? I'm that guy. <laughs> I've thought of that, actually. We're like, ah, oh, it's Jared's. Like, so these kids just think I'm just this monster. There might be a, a bunch of uh, seven-year-olds just thinking that, yeah. uh, you know, dad's friend Jared is a porn addiction. Yeah, Uncle J Train sent that over. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, their defense, it sounds like someone who would be that. Uncle J Train does sound like the the yeah. guy, your dad's friend, who would do that. <laughs> exactly, the perfect crime for these guys. I've done them a favor. They owe me. If you're like me and shudder at the thought of low rise jeans and pluck thin eyebrows making a comeback, you're a millennial. And if you're a millennial, it's time to add Clarins multi-active cream to your daily routine. I have to tell you, I'm a huge Clarins fan. I've been using them for years. I love, love, love them. They are such high quality. They're like a legacy brand. My skin always looks better whenever I'm using Clarins products. And it's no different with the Clarins multi-active cream. You've been adulting for a while, so the daily stress of just trying to keep your life together can cause stress aging. Yes, that's a thing. The good news, Europe's number one skincare line has a solution you can trust. Rooted in nature and innovated with science, Clarins has a long legacy of creating industry-first, plant-forward products. Using a skin charger complex made of 2% niacinamide and C. holly bio-extract, Clarins Multi-Active Cream has been clinically proven to target the first visible signs of aging by smoothing lines and wrinkles, refining pores, evening tone and texture, and strengthening the skin's moisture barrier. While Multi-Active Cream can't bring back the golden age of boy bands, it can de-stress your skin. Go to Clarins.com slash UUP and get Multi-Active Day and Night Cream for 10% off, a free welcome gift, plus free shipping on your first order. That's C-L-A-R-I-N-S dot com slash UUP with promo code UUP, Clarins.com slash UUP with promo code UUP. You guys know I'm a huge fan of Skims, and with warmer weather coming up, I recently tried out one of their t-shirts. Skims makes the best basics and foundations, so it's no surprise that it's the best-fitting tee I've ever worn. Finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge, whether it's the fit or the quality, but with Skims, they make the most flattering shirts for everyone. Honestly, I love pretty much everything Skims makes, but I really love their t-shirts. They're like form-fitting, and they make my body just look that much smoother. I have the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt in Onyx. 
It has amazing versatility. It is literally a must-have for a spring wardrobe. They're stretchy, they're flattering. You can dress it up or dress it down. And you don't have to worry about compromising style or comfort. I also have the cotton jersey t-shirt in marble. And it's really just changed the game for me. It's taking the regular t-shirt, it's leveling it up. There's no stretched collars or hems, and it literally fits like a dream. Skims t-shirts are made with innovative technology while always keeping style and comfort in mind. From crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, Skims has something for every fit and every body. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com, now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know I sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select you up in the drop down menu that follows. Should we do an email? Yeah, let's do another email. UUP at Betches.com. This one's about how to stop being cool, girl. Hi, J&J. <laughs> feather, feather. Longtime listener and new subscriber to You Up With Benefits. Thanks for subscribing. Love it. Love the more personal nature of those episodes. I need your help with something that's ruining my relationship that I've noticed is frequently called out on The Bachelor. I'm talking about cool girl syndrome. I feel like I've spent my teens and 20s trying to be cool girl to guys, you know, keeping it super chill and light with them and not getting too deep lest they bolt. My issue is that this behavior is so ingrained in me that I can't figure out how to stop doing it. I'm turning 30 in a month and I want a serious partner. I'm seeing a guy that I really like and who wants to settle down. But recently he told me he's worried that we're not really getting to that relationship vibes place and that I'm acting too friendly and too cool. We basically had that conversation that happens every season on The Bachelor where The Bachelor tells one of the girls that she's a top contender, but she's, but she's too mysterious and has a wall up. And he's not sure if he can see getting down on one knee unless she can really open up and get to that serious relationship place with him. I always thought the whole having a wall up trope in The Bachelor was total BS until it happened to me. But what the heck are other people doing in relationships that I'm not? constant cuddling and weeping about their relationships with their mothers. I feel like I don't understand what the vibe of a serious relationship looks like. I'm not hiding anything with my guy, but he's right that I treat him and all men that I've dated like a not super close friend who I just happened to make out with. I'm acting too cool and I just can't stop myself. J and J, how do I break down, down these walls and cure my cool girl syndrome? Thanks for your help. Recovering cool girl. What did you think of this email when you first read it? Did you, I, um, did, you, did you get it or not? I did get it. And I'll tell you why. I've gotten that from a guy that I was dating. I've, I've had the same thing said to me, actually. Yeah. What was the difference between that guy and now your loving husband that you're with right now? The difference is me, I think. You, do you think you are different or do you think that there, you're in a match that made you want to be less cool and open up because both I, I that was my first okay I actually think the answer is both I think Mike is like not obsessed with talking about feelings or emotions although he'll do it he'll get there um if I'd like him to but I also think I I've been to therapy since that relationship and not for that but like just just something else that came out of that and I do think a big part of relationships is vulnerability and I do think I used to be in my earlier 20s very guarded and very like, and part of it was like also being part of when you become like this is because you want the guy to like you. So you don't want to say anything. Um, you don't want to say anything that might turn them off, like share a vulnerability of yours that might make them think less of you and therefore not want to date you. So what she's saying like, 
they're saying she's like too cool or they're like they're friends. I think to me, to me, it means, and the, I remember the guy say, saying this to me, I don't know if he said this, but now when I think back on it, it was like, he would share, he shared like that his, you know, his parents were like, kind of like not getting along and like potentially on like the brink of a divorce or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I would like, kind of, I would like listen and be like interested, but I never really shared anything in return. I was not like really sharing like in-depth vulnerabilities of mine or things about my personal life that were not like the most attractive. And I think that what I can relate to and what she's saying is that, and I think it stems from this sense of like, all that matters is that the guy likes me. So I'm not really going to be like my full self. I'm just going to like be cool and be chill and like, they can talk about stuff, but like, I'm not really going to go there unless they like are turned off by some less than perfect aspect of my personality. Mm. Yeah. I, I get to me. I'm like, you like, I think of like these things like a key in a keyhole. Like it's gotta be the right fit. Like, I don't want to just talk to, sometimes I talk to someone. I'm like, I, I don't even there's but she no, said she likes him. I like a lot of people that I can't get deep with. You know, I I don't know. I I I understand what you're saying like there's 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 two sides of this to to me. Right. It's like okay, am I being too cool because I'm worried that my lack of coolness, my my vulnerability will push them away. And to me, this email wasn't really saying that. Like she she's like it, it felt like she was like, he hasn't really hit the code right to get me to want. You know what I mean? Like, it, what it's part like made you like think pat- that, though? Uh, the fact that she's like, I like him, and he's saying it to her. Like, hey, why aren't you opening up? Like, But she also maybe, said she's, it, always, she's always been trying to be the cool girl. You know what yeah. I mean? Well, and she said she, she spent her teens and 20s trying and that she tries to keep it super chill and light with everyone and not get too close mm. lest they bo- lest but they I, n- not getting too deep lest they bolt yeah i i, I saw that, that uh, it, it didn't the reason i was saying it didn't seem in this case because she's like it feels like because she's been doing it all these years now she's like stunted from being vulnerable with someone like i, I don't know i I don't necessarily think it's that she's stunted. I think it's more like, again, and I, I think the younger you are when you're dating, the more superficial relationships are. Most people don't like get that deep with their high school boyfriend. But I do mm. think that a part of like, a part of growing and having deeper, more intimate relationships is sharing stuff that like you might feel insecure about. And to me, it's like, she's like, I'm not, to me, what I, whenever I'm reading between the lines here, she's saying that, she doesn't share any insecurities. And I do think that when you're going to get to a next level with someone, I don't think that should be something you share immediately, but I think, and the bachelor trope, there might be something to that in the sense of like, I don't need you to share your sob story with me, but I do need to feel like, like you're not trying to just put on a perfect front to get me to like you yeah. or choose you. Like there's something real about like there, you are who you are. And like, if, if we're a match, that's great. And if we're not, that's not, but like, I don't want you to put on a front to be this cool girl. Yeah. I, I, I hear that completely. And I, I think like, I don't know what, what advice we can give. Like I can say, like, I think hearing you say that is probably comforting her that like, 
yeah, this took therapy and, you know, and it takes working on it and owning that, like, you're going to have to be vulnerable with someone if you want to connect more with them. Like, you, you're just going to have to. I don't know how that happens for her. But she says she's not hiding anything with her guy. Like, to me, it's like, you know, I, I always think of it as like, do I even want to let this person on on those things? Well, that's a different question. Then I'm, yeah. That's a different question. Yeah, completely. But I, but I have had that in relationship where I'm like, I don't even want to get down that road. I, I don't think that's. It's I don't possible. think we have that. But I also think on the what there's another side of it where it's like, if you really like the person and you feel like you want to get closer to them, but you're not. You're still, again, putting up this wall to them. Mm. Like, you're never fully going to get to a next level because they're not ever going to really, like, know who you are. And, I mean, again, that's Mm. something to ask herself. It's like, do I feel like I'm actually... Because she, I don't know, she, the way she said it was, seems like she has the wrong idea of what that means. Because she goes, "Um, am I supposed to... What the heck are other people doing in relationships that I'm not constant cuddling and weeping about their relationships with their mothers? Like, I don't think that's what they're referring to. I think what they're referring to is like the ability to share, share an insecurity of yourself or share a part of yourself that isn't like the perfect vision of what you think the person would want to see because that I think is what brings you closer. And to me, that's what the guy is saying to her. Yeah. Like you don't show, or no, you're not I, even I, showing that you care. You're not even, you're not making a, a, you're not saying anything affectionate. You're not like, you're kind of, you're playing it too. There's a such thing as playing it too cool. Yeah. And, and it, I agree with that. Like the relation, that's not crying about your mom is not what this is about. Like, I think it's about, Hey, we talk about surface level things and we are yet to talk about, how you feel about your family, how you feel about yourself, how you feel about us. Um, I think also a lot of this stuff comes out in like arguments. Totally. As strange as that sounds, you know, like where it's like, are you even afraid to have any argument because you're just don't want to lose this. And it's like an argument is when communication kind of happens. So that's your chance to be vulnerable. Yeah. If there's no arguments, if you're never saying, nothing's ever wrong and and then i don't think you're like something's gotta be wrong right well if you never argue it kind of means you have no insecurity because usually the things that annoy us about what that someone says or bother us are the things that are like we're a little bit insecure about and that's okay the idea isn't to have no insecurities to be completely secure Mm -hmm. all the time but like uh, you know what i mean like i talk about that like ice cream fight with mike on the thing like that stems from like an insecurity of mine or like if he gets you know what i mean if if someone gets mad about something it's usually because it's about a bigger fear of theirs and if you're not like you can't like you said that's why i think arguments are great for that like that's your chance to be like this bothered me potentially more than it should have because of this thing that like i you know i get a little insecure about i guess i see eye to eye with the emailer a lot as far as like there's not like as far as like there's not much that like annoys me and then like i'm like am i even feeling anything in this like there are I get, things that they're you've not, never gotten into a fight in a relationship and you've been the one I've, that was pissed off i've gotten into fights and arguments i guess and you I were have, the initiator I, I guess so but i i'm having trouble thinking of like times where i was like really caring about that i, I guess that's you know says a lot about my 
how I am in a relationship where I'm just like, it's more like, I guess sometimes when I look at like what annoys me, I'm like, is this a match right away rather than. What does it say about me? Know, like I'm, I'm, I'm mad, you know? Like, well, can you give me an example of something that might've annoyed you in the, in the past that you might've not, it doesn't have to be like a huge argument. Um, I think what has annoyed me in the past is like not seeing the intent with, with what I'm saying, not seeing where I'm coming from when I say something that might sound wrong or, you know, or seeing, I, I, maybe that would be, that would be something that would really annoy me. Like feeling like someone's not understanding you. Yeah, where it's like, like the idea that I would say anything to like, like I, this sometimes with like when I'm like, would be like doing like working on bits and I'm like talking about something where it's my opinion on a certain subject. And then it's like, and then it just goes straight to like, oh my God, that's, that's evil. I'm like, you're not even seeing an ounce of where the thought comes from, you know, right. like or they don't I, understand you. Yeah, and I I guess like uh, that goes into like the empathy world where it's like, like I you know that I mean that's, but maybe again that speaks to again a vulner. Don't you feel like at the core of that though that would speak to a a vulnerability within you or something that you might be like if it's especially if you're thinking about if if it's a set, uh, mm-hmm. maybe like a a sense of oh like do you not think that I'm talented in this way do you not think that i'm funny do you not trust that i have do you know what i mean like it's really more about that to me is like the vulnerable bit of like totally the real feeling no no you're right do you don't think i have the ability to talk about something like this would be the right the vulnerability in that where the and the insecurity yeah i would think that that's definitely what it was in those arguments right and i think that's like but that let's say that feeling from you is like to me like not a surface level feeling that's like uh something that makes you me if i you know what i mean if someone you were dating would be able to get to know you better to know that that's something that you really care about sure and and if someone said to me agree to disagree i would go yeah we got we can't be together <laughs> you know like i would i would bail you know um, right but if they didn't get really... you first and then they wanted to understand where you were coming from different story now you're getting closer now you're but it's that, that's also one of those things that like makes it I, I don't know if that sounds like I'm just like you got to come to me all the time like I'm willing to go to the other side too but well it's more like are they making the effort to get where you're coming from or to understand why it's important to you because anything mm. that, that anytime you, you you or I start a fight it's because something was like done in a way where it it hit it hit some sort of nerve about like something that you feel a little vulnerable about or that's something that you feel a little insecure about in some way like to me that's usually when I start something it's usually because it hits that yeah and I guess for this person where it's like what are the insecurities that kind of I mean for this person and they it's it, it, it's truly sitting there right in front of their face their insecurity is being alone you know, yeah. like if they, if they were like, if they're uh, so if they want to concentrate on something like, hey, when you do this, it makes me feel like I'm going to be alone. Like that's that really yeah. scares the shit out of me. You know, when you or when you don't text back, like, when you don't. Yeah. Or even like I thought, you, you know, what I thought about what you said in the sense that you said that, um, you know, like I feel closed off 
I feel like sometimes maybe I'm closed off because I do, I sometimes try to pro- project this, this image of myself as like being unbothered or I get, I get a little turned off by like too much display of emotion. And that's something I'm thinking about. Like that's a real feeling, which is sounds like it's true based on what she's saying. And she can sort of explore that with the person. Yeah, totally. And I mean, even saying like, uh, you're not really getting that relationship vibe place. Like, that's even vague and would annoy me. Like, I'm here with you. I don't know what you're talking about. What would you like to talk about? Ask a fucking question. You know? Like, <laughs> Ask a fucking question. You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. Uh, You want to play some games? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, Jordana, let's play some games. Red flag deal breaker, and it's our first voicemail red flag deal. This is great. And listen, any type of voicemail, you guys can call in with whatever you'd like. This happens to be a red flag deal breaker, but call 212. Any segment. Five, any segment. Whatever segment you want to join in on, 212-589-8903. So let's hit it. Hi, Dante. I have a red flag or deal breaker for you. Um, full disclosure, it was obviously not a deal breaker for me because I am telling you a story about my husband. Uh, so red flag or deal breaker, he wins a trip to California from a radio show, and he doesn't take you. He takes his best friend, and also you live together, and you've been together for like six years at the time. Um, we love your show. We listen together all the time. It would be so fun to hear this on here. So red flag or deal breaker. Bye, guys. Love it. I love it. I love that she has to not casually drop that she's married. She's like, don't um, destroy him because he's. <laughs> I already <laughs> married him. Yeah. What do you think, Jordana? Okay. So it's weird. This is one of those like double standardy ones for me because I'm kind of like, I could see it for a situation where like I want a free trip and I took a friend, but like I'd be pissed off if Mike took a friend instead of <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, this is... Uh, you know you I mean? women love getting involved and everything. I know. I, I am so girls against... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> girls trip. Ooh! Hey, we're going to do a guys trip. Where are you going? Why? Who are the guys? Yeah. Where are you going? You know, like, it is such a... Dumb. And totally. she leaves out so much important information. He won a trip on a radio show. 
okay? okay? And he brings his best friend. Let me, when you leave out, what's the radio show? Where, what was it for? Is it a sports talk radio show? Like, is it, a tr- she left out so much information for us to agree with her that I disagree you about with the her. trip? What? You're saying, like, because it would affect the kind of trip it was? Yeah, if I, there's different, he won a trip from a radio show he listens to. I'm just telling you right now, it, it, it is, I, I, I'm saying, I'm making some assumptions, but I have to because okay. she left out so much information. What was the radio show? What was the trip to? If, if the radio show was like Hot 97 and it's to cool like- jams. Cool jams. Yeah. Like, and it's like, <laughs> oh, you're going to a concert. That's a different story than if you want it for like a sports radio talk station and okay. they're going to send you to the big game. Like- those, you know, I, and I can only assume that it was a trip to something that him and his friend hit. There's a reason that he brought his friend is because they hit it off on this when you're living six years with someone, as she said. Okay. So yeah. I am, I'm against her. Okay. And I didn't. And even this think is why I, lo- I didn't even think think about it as the the, the facts of that mattered. I never even thought <laughs> about that. So I'm I'm on. I get it on her side. Um. <laughs> It wouldn't be, it would be a, it would be a little bit of a red. It depends how long we were living together. Like at this point I would be fine with it. Like you fine. You want it, especially you like explain like your friend loves California and like, I think it'd be really fun. And maybe you like say something shitty about him that he's like going, like talk some shit. Like he's going through a tough time. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And then I feel charitable. Um, You can go on a trip. You can go on a trip with your friend as long as he's sad. That's the only way. Your fr- if your friend's getting divorced, you can go on a trip with him. Fine. Yeah, that's but- the only thing. <laughs> this <laughs> is why men great. don't have friends late in life. No man has friends. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I would, I would also, I would both, I could see a scenario where I would be annoyed and I could also see a scenario where I would do the same thing with my friend. So mm-hmm. I would say it's a draw, definitely not a deal breaker. <laughs> it is a green flag. This guy has his own life. If anything... I'm telling him they. She said they listen together. I, this is first of all, what a great. This is a, this 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 proves to me why the voicemail was needed on this podcast. There's so many intricacies in this thing. She has to mention they're married. By the way, it wasn't a red flag for me. Married. I could see her waving <laughs> her engagement ring over the phone. I I um. It is a green flag, and and to him, he's listening right now. Maybe you should rethink this marriage. I don't know. Uh, just, uh, just an FYI to you. Leave She's, her alone. I would write the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, fine, yeah. take him on the trip. But like, where are you taking? Where are you going to take me to make up for it? Yeah, where well, are we going to dinner? A makeup trip. What? Okay, <laughs> Mike wins a trip to, you know, Texas to go shoot on a shooting range from his favorite. Okay, I'm out. Yeah, you could. Sports. I would. You I would be happy. Yeah. Yeah, anything involving golf, I would love to outsource to a friend if he wanted to go with. It's like the best. Well, that's why golf must have been left out because that means we would be on his side. I I, I just sometimes I sniff these things out. (laughs) Right. This, This this thing stinks to me. Yeah, it is trip dependent. I do agree. But what if it's just like airfare and um, hotel room and like you could do whatever you want? Going to California. Yeah, yeah, you want, you a, want a trip like on Jeopardy or something. That's a different story. And I, do, uh, I don't know what radio winnings come with sponsorship. 
something is amiss here. Something's afoot. All right. Well, leave us a follow-up voicemail, and maybe we'll we'll address that. All right. Let's do another. Let's do the next one. Red flag or deal breaker. Your significant other's family makes you wear the exact same outfit for every playoff football game for their team because they're superstitious and think it helps their team win. They even ask if you're wearing the same socks and underwear. Ugh, no. And I'm out. And here's why. Jordana and here's was horrified. W- and here's why. Because like this to me, sports never end. There's so many sports. They're all year round. There's always a sport yeah. going on. Is what I've learned from being in a relationship. Um, and I could deal with like the cheesy Christmas shit because it's like one day a year. Sure. But you can prepare I'm not your doing mind. The, right. This is like a sports are like a daily, weekly, monthly thing, and um, I can't. I can't do it for that long. So I'd be out. But Jordana, it's the playoffs. I got to know what undies you're wearing. <laughs> <laughs> so I just don't think we'd vibe. Just a weird, just a weird guess. Here, here's what, what I'll say you? as a, as a, as, as we've come to realize that the audience here knows as a Patriots fan myself, the first time the Patriots went to the Super Bowl, this is how you act by the, Fifth time, we were like, oh, cool, we're in the Super Bowl again. So this does run out in my belief. Like, I like if this person's writing in from Cincinnati and the whole playoffs, the family was getting together and they're like, we got to dress the same way. I think that's fun and cute and amazing. And I think that's they're bringing you into their family. And this is the kooky crew that you've gotten involved with. If they're still doing it, if it's like, if this is a the girlfriend of a Patriots fan who's they're still doing it on the six time out of ten years, whatever it was, then I would be like, I gotta get out of this. This is out of control. But I can understand if it's the one year because Cincinnati yeah. was like a Cinderella team, so I can understand well, that's what the, it's thing. the one year, one time, one year. I'm fine with it. Anything else, it's not the happening. Minute, the minute the, the Bengals get into the playoffs next season and they're like, get out the underwear, hope you didn't wash them, then I'm like, enough's enough. Out. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> okay. One more. Greetings, Let's J&J. Just went on a first date from the apps yesterday. My date said something shocking to me, and in that moment, I knew I'd immediately need to contact the pod. And then she puts a little running emoji. It's very funny. He told me he hasn't had Wi-Fi in his apartment for the past two years. It's important to know that this is his choice, not a financial situation, and he's 29 years old. For some reason, I think his age is something to mention. He told me he's got a five-minute commute to his office if he needs to work and watches TV from his phone if he feels like it. He said he likes separation from his work and home life. This is insane. (laughs) I love how she gets right to it. I'm already emotionally masturbating and trying to figure out how a Tuesday night would look if I'm at his place wanting to watch a show or a movie and my 5'10 body is awkwardly hunched over his phone. Does he have a phone stand? Dear God, I hope he has an unlimited data plan. Needless to say, we have a second date mostly because I'm curious. So, red flag or deal breaker, he doesn't have Wi-Fi in his apartment by choice. So, I am okay with this other than one, there's one major issue. If I I actually understand his his thing of like I gotta get away I gotta I gotta go to my you know gotta visit my own beach so to speak I gotta get away from things work okay. is I'm on the computer all day whatever you can get cable TV and no Wi Fi 
Like you can just not right. have Wi-Fi and have cable TV. Like I love cable TV. Like I uh, the idea of like cutting the cord flipping through to the channels. Are, I love flipping the channels. I love local commercials. I think we lose touch. I have. I. I mean, I've. I, this makes me sound like a conspiracy theorist, but I think the more we cut the cable, the less we come become in touch with our local communities. The less we have local isms, local commercials, the less you are in touch with time. Like I like knowing the, the, you know, the 11 o'clock news starts. I like seeing the, to me that puts me in touch with where the sun, the moon and the stars land on the map. And I, and I think the more we get away from that, the less uh, patient we become. I have, I have a lot of opinions on the eradication of local TV, which I think is very important. But um, this is the most boomery thing you've ever had a stance on. I, I know. <laughs> I, I love. So he. And so I will not get t- rid of News Twelve. No, I, <laughs> no. I want to have a relationship with the weather person. You know, like you want to know these people. It's, okay. it's you Listen, it's what separates being the men from, from the outside. boys. <laughs> <It's> the <court. laughs> It separates yeah. us from the animals. No, the yeah. from you know what makes being from outside of Boston special at that point, or being from you know outside Long Island and knowing the you know like like I know the songs one eight hundred fifty four Giant call Giant Glass. Like I know local commercials and songs. Like uh you know I know the you know the. Uh, Bernie and Phil's quality, comfort, and price. That's nice. Like, I know these songs, and someone listening to this podcast from the Boston area is singing along the Bernie and Phil's commercial with me, which is beautiful. And that is gone. It's gone forever. And it's because of people like this who are cutting cords and not getting cable TV. And for that reason, I'm out. Because they don't have cable TV, not because of the internet. The internet doesn't matter to me at all. I get why they don't have the internet. Fine, take a break. Five minute commute. I'll check Instagram when I get to the get to the office. I'll get on. I'll get on. Oh, whatever. No. The TV. For- no DVR. No. You know. I just said. I, I have like ten hours of screen time. I'm not using all. That's not happening for me. I need. That seems like totally crazy to me. Like you can have you can have a stance on that. Just like unplug your internet when you get home. If you need it, <laughs> plug it back in. Like, I don't believe it's about, about the money. I think it is about the money. Oh, you think it's about the money? Oh, okay. I think this is a sign of cheapness to come. But they're, it's but they're, but they're worst, the worst kind of cheap because they're, they don't admit that that's why they're doing it. They're pretending it's to unplug. I agree with you because they could have opted in for just TV and they went everything's out. Like, yeah, you're right. It's a money thing. Uh, that's fair. So for wow. that reason alone, I'm out. <laughs> Double deal breaker. Exactly. Don't go on the date. So <laughs> Jordana, <laughs> we solved dating again. I'm so proud of us. We did it. Um, it was a good one. I'm excited about this, this one. Fun. I'm, I'm excited right. for people to hear it. I want people to share it with a friend, tell a coworker, uh, and make sure you review because Jordana's reading. She needs something exactly. to read on her 20 hours I'm of really, time. This is why I have internet is so I can fr- <laughs> I can just frantically refresh all of the reviews just to see if there's another one. It's like another it's like a hit for me of, of a dopamine or, or low self-esteem depending on who's writing in. Um, we will <laughs> anyway. 
Um, we'll, be, we'll be back on Sunday. Yes, we'll see you Sunday for our Sunday special. That's it for us. Bye. You Up is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales-Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Maddie Paul. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And send us your emails to youup at betches.com. Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back, bringing us another scandalous and sexy season. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. In season three, longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy odds and expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as famed gossip writer Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton now, only on Netflix. Betches.